Welcome to Justice Rising, a podcast of the Inner Community Peace and Justice Center, where we explore emerging justice work through story and relationship. I'm your host, Cecilia Flores. We're super excited to launch season four of the Justice Rising podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed the last season where we got the chance to explore the intersection of faith, justice, and culture. For this season, we'll be switching gears a little bit and digging into the work of faith-based community organizing. In early February, IPJC collaborated with the University of San Francisco and Jesuits West to host Prophetic Communities, organizing as an expression of Catholic social thought. This was a gathering for organizers, theologians, and folks committed to social justice work to explore the intersection between Catholic social teaching and community organizing. Through panel discussions, workshops, and meeting others who work in similar communities, we were able to grow and learn together. Here's a snippet of a conversation I was able to have with Austin Ivory, who is Pope Francis's biographer and co-author of the pretty popular book, Let Us Dream. This conversation was about Catholic social teaching, synodality, and organizing. And that's why synodality is, is a real gift, because of course people, oh, let's just take the listening, well, the um, welcoming the stranger, recognizing the stranger program. Uh, which I'm going to be in Texas with IAF finding out more about, I think, I think is wonderful. But actually, I can imagine in a parish, for example, there could be a very deep listening going on to the migrants in the parish about their own experiences. And then the others are just listening. And then from that, people go, wow, there's this, that's terrible. You know, what, what, what can we do about that? You know? Um, and... You know, that's when the organizer can help to say, well, <laughs> you know, you can translate. There is an action. Action is possible. We don't just have to stay at, oh, well, it would be nice if the law changed or things were better. No, no, we can do something about it. Do you see? Thank you. Another thought that came to mind. You, you had mentioned this idea of that um, something that organizers can contribute um, to synodality into the church in this current moment is helping to translate the results of synodality into concrete actions like you had just mentioned. And something that I've been hearing from, you know, a lot of these synodal processes is that at least among the young people that I work with, they, you know, I know it's a long game. I know that change in the church takes a very long time, but for our young people, um, well, not even, maybe you'll all agree with this. It, it, it's taken a little long, you know, like, I mean, when, yeah, like I feel like maybe they were saying it was going to take long a while ago. It's still taking long. And there's kind of this sense of, okay, now you have heard what I said. It has now been synthesized. And this is what the young people will say to me. But do how do we know that they listened, right? Because a lot of the times we're seeing, right, and, and I think the climate here in the U.S. might be unique to that of the world. But it's like, okay, we will read the document that came out that they said this, or we read the statement that Bishop so-and-so gave about this tragedy that happened, and, but then what? Like, where is the concrete action? So we see young people or just anyone who is passionate about others, <laughs> just kidding, but you know, um, you know, they want to do something and then they get involved in organizing because they feel like this is moving something. This is creating a change. And it's often not inside the church, right? Because in some ways, I'll speak for myself. I often feel powerless. I'll tell whoever what I think. I will tell them what my opinion is. I will give, you know, I'm a consultant to the USCCB. I'll give them my ideas. And, you know, if it sticks, it sticks. But at the end of the day, they're going to decide. And 
that's a tension for me, right? Because I feel like as an organizer, maybe we didn't win it that time, but I can go back around and think, okay, how do we win it the next time? Or what do we have to move? In the church, it's so not like that. <laughs> so... On a personal level, it was a truly moving experience to gather with other Catholics doing organizing work in different forms and also to have the opportunity to build relationship with other folks doing justice work in the Catholic space. If you're interested in hearing the panels and plenary sessions, make sure to check out the links in the show notes below. All that to say, this season, I'll be engaging in conversation with organizers who are either Catholic or working in Catholic spaces from all around the country to learn more about what their work looks like on the ground. With so much amazing work being done in so many different places and on so many different issues, I'm really excited for this opportunity to highlight organizing, which is a work that often goes unnoticed and unappreciated. I really look forward to having you all listen along this season. The Inner Community Peace and Justice Center is sponsored by 24 Catholic religious congregations. Grounded in the charisms of our sponsoring congregations and Catholic social teaching, we build community to act for systemic change in our church and world. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Any notes or references from the interview can be found on our website at ipjc.org slash justice rising. You can follow IPJC's work on Instagram at IPJC Seattle. If you like this episode, please consider donating to support our work at IPJC.org, as well as hitting the subscribe button to follow along wherever you get your podcasts.